Okay, I gotta say, as we start this episode, I'm honestly, I'm just gutted. I'm, I, I don't know what to say, and it's because obviously there's a lot of stuff happening in our nation around the world, uh, social unrest. There's all kinds of opinions being thrown around the internet so brashly, and I get that there's a lot of pain in the world. But what, honestly, what is really disheartening to me is the what I see is the breakdown of productive communication in our society. At least that's what it feels like. I know there's probably productive communication happening mm-hmm. offline. I hope there is. I feel like there's uh, – th- that's another conversation. But the whole point of this episode is to kind of address productive communication in the marriage context yeah. around these types of issues. Yeah. Okay, so we're not the first couple to deal with this, but we've had heated conversations around politically charged topics. Mm-hmm. It's not because we're not in agreement. It's that there's there's nuances to our communication that mm. don't always come out and they get amplified by right. the depth of our relationship. Which is interesting because as much as I think Ryan and I have always been in agreement on the same path for like majority of the time, there are a few things that cause us to kind of feel divided on some things, to have to really hash through, to even resign mm. being unresolved on a few things. But how do we still find unity, right? How do we still... Mm. Um, ground ourselves in the things of God, right? Mm. And how are we submitting or not submitting to his authority and his word in our lives in these conversations mm. um, and in these, uh, the elephants in the room, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. I think that the goal of this episode, again, is just to kind of acknowledge the elephant, right? We're not elephant interpreters here, but we are hoping <laughs> to be able to give you some tools that have yeah. helped us to bring things to the table so to speak, metaphorically, to deal with each other in grace and to seek out unity together and what that looks like. And unity around uh, a, a truth, yes. around God's truth. Yes. So anyway, we're going to get into all those details. This is going to be a dense episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try to treat it with, with, with charity, but also some levity, as we like to do, and have some fun along the way, mm-hmm. but also knowing that these are serious topics. And, and it, when you're dealing with it in marriage, it needs to be handled gently and, and you know, with with grace. So anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. You mentioned the elephant in the room. Okay, so uh, the elephant in the room is that there's a lot of stuff happening around us politically. Right. Okay, and so just so you know, listeners, we aren't going to get political on this. We, we like, as we say, we like to stay in our lane, meaning that our whole mission is to point couples to Christ and to commission marriages for the gospel. One of the ways that we do that is by in equipping you with tools to hash through maybe some of the mm. some of the realities that we're facing yeah. as a couple. Yeah. So we're mostly concerned right now with with well I won't say mostly we're well yeah mostly because <laughs> we are concerned with the other side but we're mostly concerned with breakdowns in communication around hard issues within marriage. Right, right. And so we'll be covering that today. Right. I want to start by illustrating something really fast. And the illust- and so I've been reading up on kind of 
biases that we have as we approach conversations and arguments and different sides of an argument and, you know, different tendencies and things. And so I was reading this article called, <laughs> this will be a little bit levity, a little bit of levity. It says why smart people are stupid. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and so it starts with this this illustration and it's I, not a recent article either <laughs> no no it's not it's written eight years ago so it's from the new yorker it says here's a simple arithmetic question a bat and a ball cost a dollar and ten cents selena already knows the answer so listener just consider this all right a bat and a ball cost a dollar and ten cents the bat costs a dollar more than the ball now how much does the ball cost hmm. pause for thought I'll repeat it one more time. A bat and a ball cost a dollar and ten cents. The bat costs a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? All right. So I will say that I answered this incorrectly, and Selena did too. And and here's how the article continues: it says, the vast majority of people will respond quickly and confidently, insisting the ball costs ten cents. Okay, so the answer is both obvious and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is five cents for the ball and a dollar and five cents. For the bat, and so the whole point this this little equation is trying to make is that we're we, we all are thinkers, right? We tend to think we're we're intelligent people. I think right. as individuals, we have tendencies in our thinking, <laughs> right? And so we approach situations as any kind of intelligent person does. And this is a tool of in, of intelligence is hmm. to take shortcuts. Is you you just you you pick the most obvious solution because most of the time the obvious solution is the right one, mm. and so what this is saying is that a lot of times that makes intelligent people stupider. <laughs> <laughs> and so what and so again it's addressing like biases and things like that. For me, I look internally and say, okay, I obviously got that answer wrong. What else am I getting wrong that I think is obvious? <laughs> right, right. And so I think it's healthy to have introspection in that regard. The mm -hmm. Bible does call us to. Uh, to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. It does call us to be sober thinkers, to think critically about right. things, to test the spirits. So part of that is what I'm trying to illustrate is to, is that we need to be aware of these kind of shortfalls, shortcomings, mm -hmm. so that when we, when we have a conversation, we can do it with the right posture of right. having a soft heart and, and not just knowing all the answers Absolutely. immediately. Because yeah. a lot of the issues we're facing nowadays are not simply answered. They are complex. And it may seem cut and dry, but if, if we're going to be charitable to each other, uh, there's there's a few more angles to it. Yes. But here's the key, and I'm going to let we're going to go on with the show after this. The key is that we have to uh, acknowledge a, a, a universal truth, right? And so as Christians, we have access to that, which is what we're going to talk about as we go forward. So Okay. Uh, very quickly, um, I, I'm just, I, I want to do the, the housekeeping. It's really important right now. But if, you, if you've gotten anything out of the Fierce Marriage Podcast, just want to remind you at the end of this episode, go ahead, rate and review. That would mean a ton. One of the things I love about the reviews is people are writing in telling us how uh, God has used the mm. podcast to help them. And so if you want to share a little story, like a sentence or two, that is immensely encouraging to us. It also is a testimony to others who, who will, will inevitably read that story. Yeah. And so go ahead, rate, review on iTunes, whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, secondly, we would love to partner with, and if you're passionate about seeing the ideals of biblical Christian marriage uh, kind of proclaimed into culture, mm. that is why we exist. We're not going to stop. We're not going to slow down. But we do need partners to do it alongside us to help us. Yeah. So go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Uh, finally, if you have any questions, fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Go there and leave your question. Or it's awesome. So we, this is going to mm. sound, I'm going to read this because we were talking about what is the actual goal of this podcast. I think we, at least I was at the beginning of the week feeling like, okay, there's a lot happening in our world today. 
how is this affecting the podcast? I feel like this is going to be one of our harder podcasts. And it wasn't that we had even had a topic yet, but I was like, we can't Hmm. not acknowledge, right, the elephant in the room. Again, we're not elephant interpreters here, but there is is a lot happening. What you want to do is help you address it with Well, your yeah, spouse. I wanted yeah. to read the goal of this podcast episode, okay. so it is going to sound rehearsed because I am reading it. But uh, we are hoping to uh, – sorry, the goal of this podcast is how to equip married people to think biblically, to converse lovingly, and find unity productively around politically charged issues. Oh, baby. That's, a, that's, that's dense. So it's very dense, but – Around politically charged issues. Basically around all – the fires that are being brought to light in mm. our society right now. Um, they're not new, right? And there's just some spotlights being there. So this this is this is coming from, and I think I mentioned this on the front side. I don't remember. We've done this like seven times now, which is very rare for us. <laughs> We've tried this. This is like our eighth take. <laughs> but um, typically how... Ryan and I see a lot of things eye to eye. Like we have a lot of, we're in a lot of agreement on majority of the things in our lives. There are a few things that we take issue with. And then when we do, we tend to not, we tend to be able to be able to resolve, be productive about it pretty quickly. But there, again, there are a handful of things probably that we don't resolve quickly. We don't know how, or we are too hot, hot emotionally. Uh, and we just, we kind of leave it unresolved some ways, but, how, does that affect our unity in our marriage? No. It's really, for us, I think it's been a place of sanctification. So I imagine what this looks like as of late for most people is you see a post, you see a tweet, something that is like, you're like, I need to talk to my husband about this, or I want to talk to my spouse, or something that drives you guys together to talk about what's happening in the world, right? One of us, we start talking, one of us gets defensive. It's usually me, I think. Um, emotions begin to kind of boil we start fighting, we get frustrated, overwhelmed, and then we shut down. That's kind of like the cycle of things. And so we're here to say, is there a, we're asking the question, like, is there a productive way to kind of deal and sort through these hard issues within marriage? Because again, you have your family of origins, you have your two human beings, right? Traveling alongside each other in this covenant of marriage, dealing with things that like there's there's no there's nothing more terrible i feel like there's nothing if you're going to deal with hard things these are the hard things to deal with so i want to give a few examples so so it's all clear now right now at the time of recording this uh everything that is all about the the protesters Mm -hmm. and in in the wake of george floyd's Mm -hmm. murder um and of black lives matter and all that stuff that's going on there just on the heels of COVID 19 and so there's all kinds of opinions about how you should handle like safe distancing. Right. And so there's those examples. As but well as like an election year, right? There, yeah. There are other <laughs> examples like what if your wife or your husband is a Trump supporter and you aren't and you have strong reasons for that and your your spouse has strong reasons for why they support him. Or uh, what if you're for universal health care and your spouse isn't? Right yeah. now, these are all again. We're not going to get into the the I'm issues themselves. Trying to give themselves. a lot of buzzwords here. Yeah, we're just listing the elephants. We're not going to talk to the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> and so, we're not here to kind of you know interpret the times for you, like Selena said. But really, we just want to give you tools to have productive conversations because these can be these can be huge divisive issues if you're not seeing eye to eye on right, them. Right. Right. And if you are seeing eye to eye on them. Then we would just then you could take the same content and still try to seek truth to make sure that what you are seeing eye to eye on is, is biblical. biblical. Yeah, 
And that's above our pay grade is to say <laughs> what, it, you know, because honestly, these issues are never as simple as they seem. Right. Right. And like that, never. that example that I shared uh, with the, the, the bat, bat and the always ball. costs more. <laughs> We tend to take these shortcuts because we feel like it's just so cut and dry. And especially with social media being what it is. Oh, man. It just feeds that. Everybody needs to pair it off with their opinion. They need to – I I have to say something because if I don't, then then I – Then you're saying something. Right. Yeah. And so everybody ends up kind of putting these half-baked – Half truths out there. Well, and we begin labeling, right? We assume we label. And words don't mean the same thing across the spectrum. So we're going to kind of go to like the 40,000 foot level here, I think, and talk about uh, some of the things that are assumed, maybe three presuppositions is what Ryan called them, that are assumed and that kind of need to be clearly (laughs) defined. Like here. But the thing is, is we can assume different things about these presuppositions. Mm. And so we need to make sure that we're on the same page as we address and approach these really hard things. The big elephants. Okay, and so the first one is there's such a thing as objective truth and objective morality, okay? Uh, that's, without that, you. I mean, we really can't even, we can talk, but we won't get anywhere. Right. We can have conversations, but if when it gets hard, when we get down to the heart of the issue, right. it will come down to truth claims. Mm. It will come down to moral truth claims. Namely, Which is why we talk about beliefs so much. Yes, it will always, always, always boil down to that. Now, there aren't, there's not a ton of clarity sometimes around what a moral truth claim is. So we have to agree on the source of our truth, right? And we have yes. to agree on how to discern the source of our truth. And that leads to the second two presuppositions. So there's three total. The second presupposition is that God's word is authoritative and instructive. It is our standard of truth is it John seventeen? He says, uh, "Your word is truth." It's and and the word there for truth. And we talked about this last week. Okay. The word there for truth is not an adjective; it is a noun. Right. It's like it is the truth. It's not just true. Yeah. Jesus' words and God's word is not just describing some deeper truth. No, it is truth, truth. itself. Yes. And so we have to we have to submit ourselves to that now. Why and how we can submit ourselves to that as Christians, that's that's a big topic. It's, mm. it's the doctrine of Scripture, like the inerrancy of Scripture and the, the uh, inspiration of Scripture and the infallibility of Scripture and, and how God used imperfect people to write words that are infallible. That's a big topic. But just we have to kind of trust that uh, if, if you can't trust, then you need to do research till you find till you find peace on that. But the third presupposition is that the human heart is deceitful above all else. Which okay. that statement in itself goes against so much culture. Well, we'll get into that. I right? know. But the whole, and all the Disney the whole reason we say, say that is that we need help. <laughs> we need help we to do. see past our own blind spots. Yes. We need help by other people. And this is partly one of the main reasons why God has called us into Christian community is because we can't have the full joy and revelation and understanding of what God means. Right. In his word by ourselves. Yep. I mean, even like super need, smart people need help yeah. from other believers. We need help. Yeah. We can't understand yeah. everything. We are not God. Right. And mm. so talking when we did, when we started talking about like how the human heart is deceitful above all else, because you hear messages mm. of, you know, we were watching Mulan. Right. And the, the end of the song is like true to your heart. And I'm just like, girls, this is not right. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> is our heart good? Is it something we need to trust? And or you know, leading answer, or do we need to trust God <laughs> and yeah. and the things of Him? And they just look at you and say, Jesus. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're just training over here. But anyways, I know there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, but the cult, and it seems acceptable, right? It seems like that's not that's harmless, right? But when you look in Jeremiah 17. Uh, I'm going to read verses 5 through 10. Mm. Um, so Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, this is talking about... Um, I had my Bible open. Did you close it? Oops. Close yeah. my Bible. Want me to read it while you look up? The... No, I want to read it because okay. I really want to read it. I was really <laughs> excited about it. this. It's talking about the sin of Judah, right? And how... So the people, they are basically in idolatry. Yeah. They've been trusting God uh, sorry, in every way, not trusting God in every way. They've been trusting idols. They've been building idols. They've been living their lives, um, not acknowledging they were unhinged God. From, yes. From, yeah. So this passage really is a reminder, right, of what happens when we trust in ourselves versus trusting in God. And again, we're talking about this idea of how the heart mm. is deceitful and how and where should where should our trust be? We're trying to open that door here. So, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, mm. and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Mm. So... A couple of themes here, yeah. a couple of things to understand, right? We see, again, a tree planted by the stream, right? That's in Proverbs, or sorry, Psalms 23. We see, um, you know, blessed, where am I at? Oh, mm. that that God is the one, the Lord is the one who searches the heart. He mm. is the one who understands it fully, way more than we ever could. And I think we can find some assurance here that Again, verse seven: Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Right. And then, yeah, the contrast between trusting Him versus trusting the own heart, our own hearts. Right. And so that's huge. Uh, and so we kind of ha- that is a a big, big presupposition as we approach these, as you approach sensitive topics as a couple, realizing that I may not be getting this right. Right. If my heart left on its own is deceitful above all else, it says the Bible says desperately sick. Yeah. That seems like pretty strong language, yeah. desperately sick. Uh, if your heart is sick, I, I mean, we have a story on this. I, my heart was very sick. <laughs> literally. Literally. Physi- and it, and physi- what almost happened, physi- I almost yeah. died. Yeah. If your heart is sick, you're on your way to death. Right. So who can understand it? And then I, the Lord, search the heart. Okay. So that is the big presupposition we have to we have to kind of resign ourselves to that we aren't uh, infallible. Right. It's um, really an invitation to, tr- to trust, right? To bring about that trust. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to revisit another scripture or revisit another point and, and read from Hebrews 5 yep. about God's word being authoritative and instructive. Because I feel like this verse really kind of brings it all together. And it's it's the title of this section is Hebrews 5 verse 11. It's a warning against apostasy. So apostasy is basically leaving the faith, right? Mm-hmm. So um, about this we have had uh, about this we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic 
principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. This is a reprimand, by the way. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child. But solid food is for the mature and for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish, catch this, good from evil. Mm. Trained, powers of discernment, trained right for the discernment of good right. and evil right. so th- that was an indictment right in this letter basically saying like you need to avoid this you need milk not solid food because you've become dull in your mind you've forgotten the basic principles mm. of the oracles of god the gospel right and so we're here to exhort you as believers that don't be what the author of hebrews is describing in chapter 5 verse 11 right. is that don't forget this is a warning against that it's a warning for us. And so we are called to exercise what is it, the way he words the powers of discernment so that we can discern against uh, right and wrong. Right. Okay. So where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I, I, when you're reading this warning, I'm also seeing it as like, man, I think I've, you know, kind of allowed the darkness too much space to occupy, right? The darkness, honestly, right now being social media, um, it's, you can it's be hard. on it for it's a brutal. minute, time it a minute. And see how quickly your your lightness of heart goes <laughs> swiftly out the window. Well, and I, but, I want to speak to that just a little bit because it doesn't mean you put your head in the sand. And that's not what you're saying. Right. Absolutely. We, we need to be aware of what's happening around us. The The point is, is that we have to understand social media for what it is. And we're going to get into... Right. Um, we're going to get into exactly what that might look like. We're going to contrast these presuppositions with the worldly lies that kind of counter them. Right. Um, I don't know if that's in the notes, yep. but that's where uh, we're going. Actually, all right, way well, to perfect. go. Way we go. to go. Um, but the social media is not a place where who <laughs> we, we talked about this, who gets on social media? Like I'm going to get on Facebook cause I want to be informed and I want to learn something today. No, we get on Facebook, we get on Twitter, we get on Instagram because basically you want to, we want to be entertained. It's entertaining to scroll it's interesting therefore it's entertaining and you you made the argument that you learn stuff about like home educating our kids and other resources well there's neighborhood stuff going on too so that you can like excuse me you can know what's happening Mm. around you so it becomes a safety thing for me to just kind of be aware of of things that are but then you have this extra layer of like sifting through people's opinions and right, and, you're, and there's I'm never... just looking for facts, which is hard to find, right? On social media, even the news, it's very hard to find. Even the news. I looked up uh, a list of cognitive biases, and I think there were probably hundreds of them. And and it was scary how many of them are actively at work, mm. obviously, in my own heart, but also obviously in other, uh, in like the, the quote unquote news that, that comes across our feeds. Right. And usually our news is coming from people who are, Right. sharing our worldview right. or they're totally, con- you know, that's, and it's so like, it, it's so truncated. It's never as um, nuanced or as robust as it should be to get the full picture. It's always just whatever the catchy thing is. Well, and how can you, right? Like, right. how can you? That's why I think the encouragement also of this episode is to have conversations Yes, with your spouse face to face, obviously, you shouldn't be texting or, you know, being on social media, maybe having these conversations. But outside of that, going outside of your home, um, face to face conversation is always the way to go. I would, um, add, I, I would add a fourth presupposition here is that God is trustworthy. Mm. Right. And that's a big one. And that even when you, you don't know, you can't come around to yeah. the to the conclusion. You can't right. come around. You can still like you can still rest in God's goodness and yeah. his character is sovereignty. Yeah. 
And that's that's a huge, huge key well, to finding unity in these areas. And we just read in Jeremiah 17, this was going to be in the ending encouragement, but recognizing that being in a place of trusting God is called mm. blessed, right? In, in Jeremiah 17, like those who trust in God are blessed. Wow. Right? And that's so, profound. That's really profound. Right, right. And so blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. So mm. when hard things are happening, when the darkness feels really heavy, that's when the light shines the brightest. And that is, the light's probably never changed, right? The darkness may feel darker, but the light has never changed. It just feels brighter because, right. at least for me, that's how, and the light obviously being God, his word, yeah. Jesus, and salvation, gospel. And our ability to gospel. perceive and appreciate and, you know, and let it penetrate our hearts, I think is what changes because right. we, we tend to obscure ourselves. And, um, um, yeah, so I want to spend some time just contrasting these these presuppositions. So hopefully it'll right. help us realize kind of these these lies. And then we're going to get into what we call bringing it to the table. So how to really tangibly kind of deal with these yes. issues in a healthy way yeah. uh, with your spouse. So, yeah. So, okay. So the first presupposition, this will be kind of a recap too, but there is such a thing as objective truth and objective right. morality, right and wrong. Okay. Uh, Christianity, in in my opinion, and also I think it's pretty, pretty easy to back it up, is the only worldview that really gives us a leg to stand on in terms of morality, um, because we actually do subscribe to an authority that's outside of ourself. And so there can be an objective morality. Uh, the, the world does not believe in an objective, uh, truth or an objective morality. Right. So it is kind of like live your truth, right. right? Or it's true for you. That's more relative. Jesus is right? your savior. That's great. That's true for you. All right. You just live your truth and that's fine. And, and, well, I, and I don't I think we can be genuine Christians without, without rejecting the idea that right um, and i when i was in younger and in my faith i was like oh that's okay they can believe that it's wrong but that's what they're going to believe so and it's like well but if we're okay with them believing that and not actually trying to convert and this is going to be probably ruffle some feathers but if we're actually not trying to convert them that's an act of violence toward them because we're actually saying like i'm fine with you being like damned to hell right and that's a really rough thing to consider but if we're honest about we our loving faith, them well, not the best being, way we yeah. can love someone is to present them with the gospel and pray and hope and plead for God to let it change their hearts. Yes. Because only he can change hearts. Right. So we, that, that, that's totally contrasted to the worldly view, which is, Hey, you doesn't matter. Every God is equal. There's, we're all just ascending this mountain called, uh, enlightenment and there's <laughs> 10, there's paths up all the different sides and it just, right. you're on that side and I'm on this side. We'll right. get to the same place eventually. Right. And, and it's and not we're gonna say, true. That's not true. Yeah. And I, I heard yeah. somebody say just to kind of alleviate because I think the hardest thing for us, at least for me is like getting your feelings hurt or hurting the other person's feelings. Somebody was Rachel Jankovic said, I think that's her name. She said like hurting somebody's feelings is not a sin. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> is that okay to say here? Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it's funny the way you said that. Yeah. It's sin. It's not hurt. Sin hurts. She said sin hurts people's feelings, but hurting people's feelings is not a sin. And I was like, whoa. Because we tend to just, I am bent towards responding out of that belief mm. that I, if I hurt somebody's feelings, then I am sinning against them. And that, then that comes from a fear of man. Does not give you a free reign Um, to be unkind and disrespectful and all of the things. Yeah. And so I don't want to sweep, I don't want to sweep this under the, under the carpet or under the rug, so to speak we are called to, to, um, speak truth in love. So mm-hmm. there is, there is love to be had there. You can't just, I think you're being, um, you're not being as productive as you can be. If you go out and just start telling everybody 
like the guys on the soapboxes out on the streets. Sure. I feel like those guys probably don't have a whole lot of evidence that that works. <laughs> um, but but if you're talking to your neighbor, like you're you're not loving them well if you're if you're pulling punches in terms right. of right calling them right. to, to the gospel, calling them to Jesus. Right. And I think the Holy Spirit yeah. leads us in wisdom and how to yeah. do that. And when those, um, when those opportunities pr- come to light, which I know that I've experienced a lot and it's been such a yeah. blessing. Um, okay. So the second one is God's word is authoritative and instructive. It's our standard of truth. God's word is true. So the contrast to this is kind of the world has been against mm. God's not only, word not, and historically not, not just against yeah. it. Go ahead. It's, not not only do they invalidate it, but they think it's uh, actually like a manual for bigotry. Yeah, <laughs> because they'll read something out of like some out, out of the Levitical law, and they'll say, or they'll read out of Judges and be like, "Your God's a God that condoned the genocide of babies, right?" And they're not reading it in context. They're not reading and addressing the whole narrative of the Bible, which is about uh, the rebellion of God's people and His mm. saving them. Mm. Uh, so they're and so they'll look at it as this document that is really just a manual for like. It's ancient, it's irrelevant, and it's right. all, and it's bad. Right. Um, so that is obviously not our our reality. We believe that God's word is good. It is useful for our for our for our human flourishing, and Absolutely. it's authoritative. I mean that we should submit ourselves to it instead of submitting it to our own right. thinking. And looking at Hebrews four, right, the most uh, used verse about God's word. Right. Uh, while he was talking about entering rest, like the Sabbath, and says. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, mm. of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions right. of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And then that goes on to talk about Jesus, the great mm. high priest, which I think is, is I want to read it, but I, I, I will save the time. If, go read um, Hebrews 4. It just reminds us how Jesus... Um, has experienced, like, he can sympathize with our weaknesses. He can empathize with, um, you know, he's, right. he, he faced temptation and he dealt right. with pain and death. So, which is really encouraging because then they, it's funny because it calls him the great high priest. Well, in John 17 that we visited, or 16, 17 last week, mm-hmm. it's the, the, the high priestly prayer. Right. And he's saying that your word is truth. Yeah. And so we have this Savior who is, who can identify with us who has been tempted and been victorious mm. over sin. And now he's he's declaring that this word is truth, right? So he's experienced all this. But and he so we're we're not alone in our temptation and our suffering. And and our, our savior has gone through that. So that's a beautiful thing. And we're getting a little off track here. So uh again, we're going through the presuppositions of having a productive conversation uh and contrasting those with lies. The third presupposition that we that we introduced was that the human heart is deceitful. In other words, we need help to right. see things we can't understand. The world is completely the opposite view. That the human heart is the source of truth. The human heart is the if I can the human mind even, right. if I can just wrap my mind around it, it's true. If I can see evidence for it, it is objective truth. I'm not right. saying throw your mind out. Right, we can use our minds to deduce things. The scientific method is a gift of God. It's a good thing. Right. Science is a common grace that that Christians and non Christians alike yeah. can enjoy. But it's not my mind, your mind. The smartest minds in the world are not the arbiters of reality, the arbiters of truth. No, and the they Bible are deceit. The hearts are deceitful. Right, and the Bible calls us to a renewing of our mind. Right yeah. in Christ, a renewing, right. a renewal. Which, if you need a mm. renewal. There must be something that's going bad in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Uh, and then finally, that's one of the fourth presupposition that we introduced here is that God is trustworthy, sovereign, and good. Oh, I that think, goes back to Genesis 3. <laughs> yeah. And so the world would say, well, if God does exist, then he is certainly not good because look mm-hmm. at all this suffering that's going on. And I think um, it's safe to say that uh, Tim Keller said, if, you're, if your worldview says that God is bad because he has uh, allowed suffering to persist, then you're basically admitting that if God is if God is big enough to alleviate all suffering, then Tim Keller says God is also big enough to have us suffer for reasons that are that are mm. beyond us. Wow! So if He's big enough to solve all these problems, He's also big enough to have reasons for the problems that we don't understand. Right. And so that 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 are good and loving, that are good and loving, mm. and the fact that He's sovereign, that He's in control, that we can rest in Him at the end of the day because He's God and we're not. That's a huge presupposition to bring into a conversation like this in your marriage that right. you don't, even if you can't see eye to eye on this, on whatever the issue is, that you can still, as a brother and sister in Christ, as a married couple, you can still look each other in the eye and say, I still love you. I still trust God. Right. And we can still, so we still love each other in, in the, the way that God has asked us to love each other. Right. In it. Yeah. Without Which being can disingenuous. Seem hard, I feel like, yeah. right? Because we're, you're married. You share so much of your life, if not all of your life together, right? And mm-hmm. your hearts are knit together. There's unity. There's oneness. And then there's like, it feels like there's these areas that are just not like black spots, I want to say, but they're, they're, they're points of contention and they're hard to navigate. But mm. again, God and his, his love and his goodness and his sovereignty allows us to sort through those things. Why? For our sanctification, for his glory. I mean, those are big pat answers and don't like don't think that those are easy because it's not we're all walking through some things right now and in learning how to love how the bible called us to love right we can only love because he first loved us we can only live (laughs) in light of the knowledge that we are all made in his Mm -hmm. image because we believe god's word to be again the authority on this it's good good so so we've kind of we've laid out the foundation hopefully for a conversation that you could have with your spouse if you're having a hard time finding agreement right there's Uh, absolute truth god's word is truth yes and and our hearts aren't to be trusted essentially yeah so now what do we do as a couple now how do we functionally live this out Mm -hmm. selena i love this this phrase that i heard i heard first from you is that you bring it to the table and what that means is you 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 come kind of ready and have an and and like kind of prayed up, ready to have an open heart, mm. right? Not just we're okay. We're going to set aside time to argue about this, <laughs> but no, we're actually going to we're going to be meaningfully at risk with each other. Meaning right. that I'm going to listen to you. I'm going right. to seek to understand, knowing the third presupposition that I might not have it figured out. Yeah, because I know like just by how I posture it, a lot of times in our arguments is I am so I'm a good arguer. Yeah. And so I'll just be, I'll just out argue you. Mm-hmm. And the whole while, like you're not, you're not being convinced. Mm-mm. I'm not being convinced. I'm, you're just feeling unloved. <laughs> I'm feeling like you're There's not hearing me. There's a lot of things happening. <laughs> yep. And so bringing it to the table is not that. It's not right. me coming or a spouse coming to the table saying, all right, let me just, let me just fix you real fast. Honestly, bringing it to the table is just this idea of having open hands, open hearts. We're coming, bringing kind of our, our thoughts and our, and you're our, laying it all out there. Yeah. You're just saying like, I'm putting it on the table and I'm going to take my hands off of it. Right. And phrase and being, having yeah. the freedom to say like, I don't understand this or 
I kind of picture a lunchroom table. Sorry, I'm just waving my oh, pen just like, arbitrarily. What? I picture like a lunchroom trading table, right? Where you're like, I got these chips. I got this sandwich. I got the, I'm going to put it all out there, right? We're going to bargain. And we're going to figure it out. Obviously, you're not bargaining for like bits <laughs> truth. of truth here. But it feels that you're just completely like all your cards are on the table. Right, right. And I think that's a really uh, beautiful picture. And in you're marriage, trying especially. not to be attached to, to it too much, right? Like... I think, so again, hard, it's though, very because... hard. But if it's on the table, the lights are on, right? Our hearts are open. Our ears, we are being quick to listen. We are being slow to speak. Ideally, there is a truth that we are trying to mine out of this. But the thing is, is that we're doing it together. Mm. So I'm not lording something over you. We are defining our terms. We're not patronizing each other. We are coming together saying, okay, you believe this. I believe this. Why? Where am I not seeing truth? Where are you not seeing truth? Is this, are we right in this? It's biblically speaking, right? Mm. And so, mm. okay, and trying so, to deflate those, the whole like de-escalation, go listen to that podcast episode. That was right. super helpful for us so, to recognize. So, okay, I'm just want to, I want to, sorry, going on the situation here. So y- you might, you might disagree with your spouse on some issue, right? And you're saying, okay, I'm open to changing my mind, basically. Right. Well, how do we actually be open to changing our minds as we pray? Right. First Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. That's an attitude of prayer. But also we know we know that we can pray that God would soften our hearts right. like we talked about in Hebrews 5. And recognizing who God is, mm-hmm. who we are, our need for him, mm-hmm. our need for his truth, right? So we start by humbly praying and asking the Holy Spirit to soften hearts, to yeah. il- illumine our hearts to what his word actually means mm-hmm. and to uh, help us be divided like bone and marrow and you know what i mean like let <laughs> not like, divide oh, as no. a couple this is going terribly wrong <laughs> but like let it pierce us yes. let god's word pierce our hearts and get in there yeah that's that's the prayer and it's an earnest it has to be an earnest prayer from both of you i agree okay and then we sit down now we now we actually start applying wisdom through god's word okay what is the issue Look at it. The, the, so again we talked about objective truth right we have to be able to to identify two truths in any situation, what does God's word say? What is the situation happening in the world? Hmm. If we have either of those wrong, then it's going to be a lot harder to get on the same page because hmm. it, you're going to interpret the events differently. You're going to right. interpret God's word differently. That's where we need the third thing is we need our sources. Hmm. What I mean by that is we have God's word. We have re- we have the ability to research, but we may not be able to decipher or synthesize conclusions from it. So is it wrong for us to go to a commentary? Is it wrong for us to present this issue to our elders at our church or no, I think that's all that stuff's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Or to we one of the sites we love, we always mention on the podcast is gotquestions. Is it dot org? Mm-hmm. Gotquestions.org. You can just type a question in and chances are he's written on it or they've written on it. Um and that kind of helps you decipher, oh, okay, but also you reading critically because they're not infallible. Right. So you read critically and think, okay, is that aligning with God's word? If it's not aligning, okay, question it, mm-hmm. research it, read God's word. And if it's not aligning, then I suggest you write into gotquestions.org <laughs> and let them know. Otherwise, we have to kind of trust that some people are talk to your also too, smart yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and I, that's why we, first thing I do is if I'm going to a, a site like that is I look at their core beliefs, right? What do they affirm? If they affirm kind of biblical sound, biblical doctrine, orthodoxy is a good thing. Right. It's not just a dusty old word. It's not just a dusty old idea. Like orthodoxy is a beautiful thing. 
And so looking at uh, how our, our forefathers in the faith, foremothers in the faith have um, interpreted scripture is a really valuable thing. So yeah. um, what else? So, yeah, you said question the resources, get the facts, even though it can be hard to really understand what happened in situations. Um, again, it might relegate us to, to simply trust God in those situations and realize that we, I think my prayer as of late, again, has been God help me see um, what you're doing and help me to see opportunities in how I can love, how I can um, be generous in gesture towards my spouse, towards mm. my kids, towards my neighbors, um, all of this because I, there, I don't want there to be a hardness in, in my heart. I don't want there to be a blindness mm. that I'm operating out of, right? And so God's word, if it's my ultimate truth, I mean, I was, quick personal story, I was on social media, I just feeling heaviness of the weight of the world. And I was just reminded about how God's word is true, how it is consistent, how it's never changing, how it's been through thousands of years, right? And it's it's always our standard. It's always our truth. And I can trust yeah. it. And I was not running to it. I was kind of meandering in the darkness, feeling the weight of the darkness, experiencing, which is good. I think it's okay to get a temperature and know where you're at. Know the climate, the water you're swimming in, right? We're mm. not going to live in a vacuum, hence this episode for the, the podcast. But what and I'm saying what, is... And what does Scripture say? Your word is a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Right. And what, what do we do in the dark when we don't have mm. a lamp? We trip and we fall and, yeah. we, and we trip over small things. Yeah. And so especially in big things. Right. So we have to run to God's word. I want to share a quick example of this uh, from... I, we follow the Village Church. We're not in Texas, but there... Matt Chandler is a great communicator, very gospel centered. Mm -hmm. um, Jen Wilkin and Jen Wilkins out of there, sh and the um, what is it, Knowing Faith podcast yeah. comes out of there. It's all really good stuff, really good resources. Uh, I I trust them because I know I trust their theology, I trust their polity and how their church is set up. I feel like it's very biblical and, and they they adhere to the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay, they put out something that rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. Okay, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying it rubbed me the wrong way. And I say that I'm not saying they're wrong because I do trust them. Like I do oh, yeah. think they're Bible believing Christ following yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I read that. And as I'm reading, I'm reading critically, but not trying, I'm trying to be charitable. I'm trying mm. to see, okay. And while, while I was reading with you, I said, this rubs me the wrong way. Given the, the fact that I know them, how am I seeing this wrong? And mm. so what that did is that opened me up to a new level of like meaningful risk mm. and hopefully seeing blind spots. Cause the risk is, that we would come to that situation and say, oh, they're completely off the rails. Like just you immediately you take that jump, shortcut, yep. right? It's jump a, ship. It's, it's a 10 cent <laughs> ball right there. <laughs> 10 cent ball right there. And so you just, uh, all of a sudden, all the years of their meaningful mystery out, ministry out the window. Yeah. That not is careful. not charitable right. to do that. Right. When you're saying that I'm not a pastor, I'm, I'm not a pastor. I haven't been, I haven't finished seminary. I'm not a, a, I don't have an MDiv. I'm doctorate. I'm not, I'm actually not that smart. So like, to actually look at them and say, okay, I can kind of like read this more charitably. It doesn't mean everything they say is perfect, right? but I'm I don't saying know that if anybody could ever write anything perfect right. besides God's word. Let's just say that. I guess. But if somebody said the same thing yeah. and they were, then I didn't have that same level of trust, right. then, then that would be a different story. So right. we kind of have to make sure that we're getting information from people that we know adhere yeah. to the same uh, truth claims that yep. we adhere to about yep. God's word, about truth itself. So. Yeah. So, okay. So we're, we're coming to the table. We're praying, praying 
individually, together. We're applying wisdom through God's word. We're in scripture, knowing God. We're thinking critically about the resources and the sources that we're looking mm. at, right? That we're gathering our information yep. from. We're filtering that. And then we're going to have a conversation, basically de-escalating probably a lot. We're going to try to talk to each other. We're going to be quick to listen, slow to speak. We're going to define our terms, have a shared meaning. I think that's probably one mm. of the biggest things that is broken down, obviously, on social media. But in our world today is that we're not yeah. defining our terms and we're not sharing those same meanings. So when you say one word, I'm thinking one thing, you're thinking another, and then we fight, right? <laughs> Isn't that so just marriage? That's just marriage in general. Apply we that. We need to do a whole podcast episode on defining terms. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> no, nope we really for buried next the lead week. on that one. <laughs> we did. Uh, but yeah, because a lot of times you'll say X and I will and I will interpret X as X, Y, and Z. Yes. And you're just saying X. And I try to say that I'm just saying X, but you still don't hear that sometimes. Right. And, and, and that could be because you don't understand that X means X, Y, and Z or that I'm reading into it. That's right. why defining terms. Right. I mean, I just kind of had to confess to you. Was it today? I was like, you know what? When I was with God, I, so I climbed a mountain last two days ago. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a, not a tall mountain, but it's a mountain nonetheless. <laughs> it's a mountain. It was Mount St. Helens. I think it was 9,500 feet. Anyway, as I was doing that, I was praying and one of the things, and I was like, how can I love Selena well? And God was like, well, I, well, I'm going to, I won't say God said, but I will say I felt an impression in I my heart. I prayed for this people. I prayed. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm just saying that. I prayed this probably a week before. I was like, just feeling some I just stuff. felt in my guts like you need to you need to stop jumping to conclusions ah, with your wife. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> the Lord is good. And it was like you need to ask more questions. Yes. Praise <laughs> Jesus. So, and, but it took me climbing a ten thousand foot hill. You know, it was a long time coming. You we haven't been able to get out, right? Yeah. You haven't been able to do yeah. some of these rhythms and these things that really help us gain clarity and I yeah and de-escalate some mm. things and so and I don't want to throw it in your face I I'm just grateful to God that he can do he does what he can do and mm. only he can do and I and trust he can do that. that he can do that in these scenarios yes, as well yes so um, again this whole like de-escalating conversation that you're going to be having with your spouse probably is again define your terms get that shared meaning okay if we believe that this it, th- these words mean these things then what does this mean when we do this or we say this or so whatever? I'm going to use one term. We're trying to avoid buzzwords, but I want to use this so, for the sake of clarity. One term that really does this is the term racism. Oh, gosh. Okay. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> People can handle it. All right. It means different things nowadays than it meant than it meant 20, 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's Even one of those things ago. that if someone is saying that they're using that word, whether it's within your marriage or outside when you're talking to others yeah. who you may be arguing with or you're on social media, just know that not everybody means the same thing yeah. when they use that word. There's a classical definition, then there's a modern, there's a neo definition of racism. So that's just one example. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Again, we're not here to talk about the issues. We're here to talk about how to talk about the issues. It's funny you said social media. The next point was turn off social media. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just a wise thing to do nowadays um, is just to kind of like turn it off, filter it. Yep. There, it, it's, it there's a there's hot fires right now. And you. I feel like I'm just you're just going to get burned. It's yep. just not wise. I mean, you were talking about silence. You can talk about that real quickly because it feels like when you're silent, you're complicit. But also we feel like. Yeah. There's there's wisdom in silence right now, too, that just because I'm silent does not mean I'm complicit or maybe yeah. we're processing things at a different rate or we're processing different things. And we just need time to think before we speak. Is that yeah. not biblical? Right. Like well, here's what else. Yeah. And the, what I think what we, when we were talking about this beforehand, what I said was we can't buy the lie that on social media silence is complicity. Yes. That is a lie yes. because 
I think silence is is being slow to speak yeah. on social media. Now, if here's the caveat. If you're walking down the street, of course, it's not a caveat because we said on social media. But if you're walking down the street and you witness an injustice, speak up. Yeah. Like, don't be silent in that moment. But on social media, you can be pressured into like making a statement that is not nearly uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, wa- I don't want to say nuanced. <laughs> but it's not nearly kind of robust enough. It's not enough. educated. Yeah. And you haven't, yeah. So anyway, we could spend a whole lot of time on that, but I don't want to. I'm just saying that uh, social media is not necessarily a healthy place. Right. And so turn it off if it starts to bear weight on you. I'm super distracted right now. Conversation. Because I feel like they were walking, there's people walking outside our window. It looked like they were walking a bear and a cat. Oh, it's a brown dog (laughs) and their cat. And that cat is definitely following. Yeah. No, I think it's their cat. I think he actually like walks with them. It's kind of cute. People that walk cats are a whole nother. It's not on a leash. It's just walking, which is really cool. It's stalking them. That's what it's doing. It's their cat. The little boy's (laughs) trying to go get him. Anyways, so what this conversation probably looks like and again pick your timing don't do it at night don't do it when the kids are just like all in your face and it's kids family time right pick some time it's okay to spend time talking about these things even on a date where there's no kids Mm. Uh, phrases like again i don't understand this term i don't understand what you're saying right now with when you use these words like can we define it can we together look it up understand what it means so that we can be on the same page address tone i mean ryan was saying things today and my his tone i was just like babe i can't hear you're like anything. i know you're saying right things but you sound angry you sound, or you sound prideful and it's hard for me to hear because i'm like i don't hear yeah. past this i'm sorry issue you know and so that's but that's just me that's things that i hear right we're, we're human um and then ask questions like ryan mm. said ask questions don't assume if you feel like you're assuming a meaning or something just ask stop and ask stop and ask it's okay Mm. this is these are worth conversations right these are worthy conversations i you know i've learned to say like hey this hurts me or i get angry when you say x y and z i don't really know why i do do you think you know why i do (laughs) like sometimes i think it's just like i just i don't know and i'm i want to be meaningful i want to have meaningful risk here of saying like i don't know i'm just putting my cards out on the table yeah I respond this way. I have a tendency and I don't know why. Like, can you help me? I would call that being meta in a good way, right? Where you're talking about talking. You always say meta. Not always. Uh, And this whole conversation is meta in that regard (laughs) because we're talking about talking. But um, just uh, we, I was putting out the vibe the other day. (laughs) And uh, we hadn't been together in a while or in a few days. And I was just like starting to get kind of flirty with you. And and you were like, seriously, right now? (laughs) And I was like. Well, not now. I mean, <laughs> I was making dinner or something. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, listen, I don't know why. I, I wasn't actually expecting us to, because it was like right before dinner, like the kids weren't in sure. bed or anything. Yeah, yeah. wasn't expecting us to like yeah. go in the bedroom and, and do this, but it just hurt my feelings. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and then you, and that opened up the conversation. Yeah. So to kind of understand yourself well enough to say, it hurts me when you say this. I don't know why it hurts me, but yeah. it does. Or if I, if you do know why I say, this is why it hurts me. Yeah. Uh, and so just some healthy communication. Healthy. Absolutely. Instead, so, of, instead of what bearing that and just forgetting it and letting oh, the tendencies yeah. go just on stewing. It's never good. So yeah. to leave you listener with some ending encouragement again, recognize that being in a place of trusting God, relegating kind of and resigning yourself to like, we don't know everything about these things, but we're going to take some steps to learn together, I think is a great place for us to start. And to know that trusting God is a 
place of blessing, right? In Jeremiah 17, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, like, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. Acknowledge your way. Acknowledge. In all your ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So trusting that God will will cause the path, right, to come and you will you can rest in that. We can have peace in Christ, John seventeen that we talked about. We can rest in the hope of Jesus. These are all things that have been brought to my heart, to my life, to yeah. my mind. Remember that the gospel is good news. This is good news that we have been saved, that Christ died for us, and that God's yeah. word is never changing. This message is not changing. It is it is done. It is finished. We can have hope in this darkness. We can have light. Yeah. Cling to that truth. Mm-hmm. Cling to that truth. And actually mm-hmm. I want to end with this this verse as a summary of everything that you've just said, Selena, and this, this again comes from Hebrews. A lot of Hebrews, we're reading that together right yeah. now. So a lot of Hebrews in this episode. <laughs> um, this comes from Hebrews 3, uh, verse 12. This is, just, that, yeah. this is just an encouragement to you, fellow brother, sister in Christ. Mm. It says, take heart, brothers, I'm going to add, and sisters, <laughs> lest there be any of in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by mm. the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Mm. So this is all holding to that our original confidence to proclaim Christ mm. to each other in marriage when it comes to the deceitfulness of sin, is mm. everything that's happening around us is a result of sin, the deceitfulness of sin and how it's communicated, how we Mm. communicate is part of the deceitfulness of sin. We see things through imperfect eyes. We interpret things with imperfect minds, with hearts that are deceitful. Mm. Okay. So be encouraged though, proclaim to each other, uh, share Christ, share Mm. in Christ. That's Mm -hmm. the language share in Christ. I love that. So, um, that was our ending encouragement. I do think for a couple's conversation challenge, um, I know that a lot of, Listeners have found these useful. <laughs> Just come to the table. <laughs> Couples conversation challenge. If you're not currently arguing about something politically charged, maybe talk about how you can have productive, hard conversations. Mm. Or if you're having unproductive conversations with people outside of your marriage, yeah. maybe talk through these these tactics. They're not really tactics, but talk through these ideas that we presented here and maybe see if there's a, some way you can uh, be a beacon of hope for the gospel in in, in that dark place. Mm. Okay, whether it's whether if it's by presenting truth in a loving way, or by listening mm. and sharing in someone else's pain mm. in the name of, of empathy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Selena, I prayed at the beginning, or did we pray? Mm. We didn't pray, did we? We didn't pray at the beginning. We were going to pray at the beginning of the podcast, but that was not recorded. It was not recorded. Anyway, Selena, you want to pray us out? Sure. Keep. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are our peace. You are the Prince of Peace. God, Mm -hmm. you are our Savior King. Lord, we ask you for clarity. We ask you for wisdom. Mm -hmm. God, as we journey through what feels like heavy, heavy darkness, God, you have not been overcome by darkness, but you have overcome it. Mm -hmm. Let us be reminded of your truth, your word, who you are, God. Help us to slowly speak. God, help us to listen more and help us to find unity with our spouse mm. in the areas that we are not unified um, with what is happening in our world today. I pray for uh, continued peace, continued mm-hmm. grace uh, in these areas. Help us to be charitable with one another, to be generous towards one another, mm. to be transparent, to share meaning, and to engage with in meaningful risk, Father. 
we trust your word, God. We love you and are so grateful mm-hmm. to be a, just in a place of trust to be blessed. God, we love you in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We hope it was helpful. We hope that you have productive conversations and even disagreements. We hope that they lead you to a deeper truth rooted in God's word. Mm. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for listening. This episode is... In the can. (laughs) We'll see you in the next few days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.